Hey everyone, it's Jim Surik. Hope you're having a great day. So this podcast, Charlie and I go into that second step in building a national sales organization. And this is communication. How to build the communication and the process in the beginning stages when sales comes in and starts to work with the team that's been in place sometimes up to eight, 10 years where you're coming in and you're now trying to immerse yourself as part of that team. It's what we've seen has worked for us and how you go about that communication with that team after you set up from that first podcast that we did on this called Setting Up a Collaborative Sales Culture. So that's all I'm going to go into it right here in this introduction. It's not long. It's about 24 minutes. I don't care if you're a VP of sales, an area manager, a regional manager, a district manager. Listen to this podcast. It really will help you and your team building better, more solid relationships, not only with each other, but with the inside office, and uh, just help you in your career. So without any further ado, let's get at it. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Medical Sales Nation. It's Jim Surik. And Charlie Johnson. Hey, Charlie. How you feeling today? Pretty good, Jimmy. Pretty yeah. good. All right. Did you shovel any snow this weekend? Yeah, there was, well, there's snow everywhere from Chicago to the Northeast. What can I tell you? I know. I, <laughs> I, I, uh, I hand shoveled twice yesterday and then pulled out the snowblower this morning. So it's uh, just a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. It's not a beautiful thing. <laughs> no, it's not. It's it's a little old, so can't wait for spring. There's hope in the air. Yep. Let's go. Well, we'll come to March soon. So Yeah, absolutely. So so hey Charlie, this is the second step in how to build a national sales organization. So we we started with our first one, building a collaborative sales culture, and we ended it with you know, how communication is the next step. And, you know, building that collaborative culture is outlining for just kind of a quick review, outlining how you want to work together with the team so that everybody's working together for the common goal of the customer and the revenue side. So that just kind of lays a philosophical foundation. Now, how do you see the communication for collaboration in this next step? Uh, Jim, I think... When you look at the evolution of a technology coming to market, uh, a lot of the focus really is on the uh, R&D team and uh, upstream marketing uh, and you know manufacturing, making sure they can make the product correctly. The sales VP comes out in at the end of that. So imagine all of these individuals have been working to get the product ready to go to market. Very often, because smaller companies start out as a power culture, a lot of these people report up the silo to the CEO. And that's how they collaborate at the top levels. But we know as sales leaders, it's critical for us to have a collaborative relationship 
with the people in those other departments in order to really have everybody on the same page or hopefully getting people on the same page when we launch our technology. Yeah. And so, and it's interesting because R&D is there from the beginning, right? So they're there first, operations comes in and marketing is brought in, reimbursement is brought in early and uh, regulatory is obviously brought in early. And so sales comes in at the tail end of the beginning, right? So, and so those relationships like you're talking about have been developed a lot of times. I mean, this is over seven or eight years now. It's not like you, you have a medical device and then, you know, two years later you're, you're launching it. It's, it's seven, eight years as you go through the regulatory process and product development and, you know, pivotal trials and all that. So those relationships are developed. So the salesperson's coming in. I don't want to say to, to not to not to break down, but they they're the person and or team that has to come in and really share with everyone how they want to communicate, as we talked about before, for collaboration by putting the customer first, the sales process front and center to be able to share the value for the patient, the, the doctor, the facility, the healthcare system from a clinical, financial, and strategic perspective. And that's where you have to slow down to go fast and engage with everybody along the way to try to understand that because as a salesperson coming in, you're being thrown features and benefits and they're all great, but you got to be able to communicate that. Oh, yeah, for sure. And and really, what what has to occur and to be successful, remember, all those people have been working on the product. So right. to them, this product is so great, it could sell itself, which is a is kind of a common theme that a lot of people in those departments actually say. But we know from fact that nothing sells itself unless you could put little voice boxes on a product. I don't, I don't know if you could do that. But nothing sells itself. There has to be a salesperson there to sell it. And we as a sales team leader, you know, the first thing we want to understand is, is and, and it's our job to understand the other people, not their job to understand us. Right, right. right. Seek first to understand and to be understood. So right. a great way is to start a communication, is to start asking about their why. You know, why do they believe what they've built in this technology is going to have a positive effect on the product offering in the industry and will have that value that you talk about. So starting a conversation about why and talking to everybody individually about that, um, let them tell us the information we need and we don't have to build that back and tell them what we need yet, but eventually we're going to have to have a collaborative shared relationship. Right, right. right. And I, I think that it's it's so important just because you know, understanding why. Tell me why, 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 right? Not just one why. Okay, why? You ask the question, why do you believe this is going to be impactful to a patient's life? Why do you think that is important to a patient? And why do you think that's going to have value? You know, you just keep asking those questions to really 
drill down as deep as you possibly can, not to make it more complex, but actually to simplify the understanding of the conversation and the value propositions that you're going to have to to bring forth. And, And by doing that, though, Charlie, is most times salespeople are perceived as, you know, cowboys, cowgirls, whatever, um, and, you know, shoot from the hip, just talking a lot, you know, but really, you know, professional salespeople are trying to understand, you know, these values and they're trying to understand the, the values of the product as it relates to the customer they're interacting with. And a lot of companies make the mistake not allowing this conversation that we're talking about to really take hold because then sales training turns into features and benefits. And the last thing, a customer, I don't care who it is, if you're buying whatever you're buying, you don't want to hear features and benefits. You want to hear that value. And this type of conversation allows you to take a a humbling um, approach to it saying, I need you to teach me what you know. Right. Right. Because I'm not here to tell you what your product does or doesn't do because I don't know it yet. Right. And you're right. And I don't know what you've spent the last eight years thinking about. So tell me. Right. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me what you've been doing and why you've been doing it. And and then after we go through this process, we'll sit down together and have an open and free conversation. So um, I think. The first step of that, Charlie, and what you know, I, we've seen to be the most active as we talk about this is you, you set up the collaborative sales culture that you want to work with everyone. Then what we do is we meet with R&D first, right? Right. And, and why do you think that's important? Well, I, the research and the R&D team are the ones that have, have not only helped envision the product but create the product and have probably the most uh, – information and knowledge about the product's limitations as well as its opportunities, right? Right. Um, And a lot of it's based on years of experience of trial and error. They've tried different things, didn't work. They tried it differently. Eventually, they come down with a product design that they think will work. Now, when we talk to them, there there are three words that – that we always use to open a conversation to get a good answer, right? Why, obviously, is important. Uh, how, right, mm-hmm. is very important. And, uh, you know, what? You know, what, what was the goal? How, how did you, how did you uh, work through challenges and problems? What were some of those problems? How did you overcome those? How can we in the field help overcome perceptions that may not be right? Um, I want them to tell me uh, not only uh, – and I want to encourage them to feel comfortable in their communications with me if I'm that VP of sales. Right. And I want to make sure that, you know, this will lead to some kind of a relationship that we can continue to converse on a regular basis and not just wait till the big meetings. Yeah. No, it's great because um, with that, when you build that foundational relationship – and you allow, as a VP of sales, there's a lot of, um, I says a lot, but it, it's happened over time where um, the VP of sales, if you will, um, doesn't want their, their team communicating a lot with the internal organization. Um, they, wanna, they just want to kind of keep it to themselves, let them be the conduit of conversation. I think that's completely wrong. 
I don't think you should have a Wild Wild West where every rep's calling up an R&D guy, the VP of R&D every day, telling them their opinion. Um, that's something sales management should take in, take in that information, uh, uh, you know, bucket into groups, and then you can share with, with the R&D team and the marketing team. But by opening up that communication and letting know that R&D, we want to talk to you and we want you to talk to our reps. We want you to be in the field to see the cases and to, and to see what our doctors are saying about your features and benefits. And, you know, and I'm doing air quotes, and I'm doing features and benefits because the one thing that R&D knows, you know, better than most in the beginning is why did you come up with those features? Why is that a benefit? And to whom is that a benefit? Right. Right. And, and, and from that, like, who is benefiting from this technology? Uh, is it, you know, clinically, strategically, uh, financially, who's benefiting? Why do we think that's a benefit? Because what we're trying to extract from that are the value propositions. And so the more that we can share with why we're asking these questions as well, gets people to understand our thought process. And it's not to negate what we're being told. It's to seek to understand, to be able to refine that communication to the marketplace. And like you said, R&D has been there from the beginning and they've gone through iterations. So you could even ask them, okay, when you first brought this product to market, you had your first prototype, you showed it to a bunch of surgeons, what was their um, feedback, good and bad? What were you surprised with, good and bad? Why was that a surprise? Because their thought concept about the market has evolved since they started. Absolutely. Right? And so you want to understand that evolution in thinking as well, because that's going to teach you a little bit more about the market. Yeah. And also, Jim, I think the when we talk about the focus of on features and benefits, I would I would actually use the word f- features in capital letters because very often they're feature focused, right? Sure. This is the feature of the technology and don't, not that they don't think about the benefits, but they may hang up on one benefit, right? Whereas there may be 50 benefits from that feature. Uh, That's not their business to do. And and the the feature and its assigned benefits are actually lead to what the value of the technology is. And physicians and hospitals and people buy on value they don't buy on just on benefit right? right exactly no exactly so so you sit down the first step is to sit down with r&d and before marketing because the r&d team has been there from the beginning there and if you can dive into tell me from the beginning to where we are today everything that you've learned the surprises and the whys and um and what the market you believe from an R&D perspective is telling you, that way you're coming at it from the beginning in a fresh approach. So then the next step is to meet with marketing and not share with marketing what R&D and the R&D team has shared with you, correct? Right. You want to get their perspective. And definitely the now if it's a, very often a small company, it's one marketing group and they're you know, upstream and downstream, but you know the upstream people in marketing are in, are involved with the R and D people and bringing bringing these products together to take them to market. So their perspective is going to be on market size, 
market opportunity, you know, the the uh, disease states that the technology is going to attack, uh, they're going to be much more in tune with what is the ultimate goal and outcome. You know, why have we spent the money to build this technology? Because the market, <laughs> it looks like it's going to be X, right? right. If we can get a portion of that X market, we're going to be very successful. So they certainly see it not just from a technology standpoint, but from a market standpoint. Right. And, and right. that's the that's the importance of the difference. Right. And um, so you're, you want to see, so they've met with marketing, they've, or I'm sorry, they've met with R&D, they've been spending time with them, they're looking at the market, they're finding things out that are going to be different than R&D's perspective. So you have to go into this knowing you could get you're going to get a lot of similarities but you're going to get a lot of things that R&D hasn't thought about or you're going to see marketing has a different perspective than R&D has and at this point you're not there to judge right, right you're not a right. moderator or a mediator you're just there to learn and right. and understand everybody's perspective and you can use some of the information that you learn from R&D without saying hey R&D told me this go but you could bring up, hey, have you ever thought about this? What about that? You know, and, and you're using the R&D team's perspective without letting marketing know. And it's not to be deceitful. It's just trying to see how, how much they're in aligned or, or, and how close they might actually be. We're just saying different words, right? Right. And, well, and everybody wants to they, – they, they want to uh, talk about their contributions as well, right? Yeah. It's just not a product that's been built. It's a product that's been built to serve a market. Right. And boy, what is that market? And, you know, the the difficult thing is, you know, you break down, you know, you you look at, a okay, the market potential is a billion dollars. <laughs> okay, yes, but how, do we, how are we going to get there? Right. And that's where... That's where the downstream marketing team, if they have one, and, and the sales VP are going to be much more instrumental into trying to develop a strategic plan to get to the portions of that market that are going to you know, yeah. grow the business. Yeah, exactly. And, and don't discount. Now, while we're doing this, right, we are building a, um, a relationship with marketing because I, I hate it when – there is this, well, marketing and sales, they don't get along. You know, there's this internal fighting, marketing's wrong, sales wrong, everyone's pointing their fingers. If you come at it from the beginning of let's learn together, we're not going to agree all the time. You have to go into that knowing that as well. We're not going to agree. We're going to disagree, but we're going to have to agree on a strategy and moving forward. <coughs> Excuse me. And the one thing that you have to understand is just because you think you're right, doesn't mean you're right, and right. which means you have to check your ego at the door because uh, there's many times that I'm like, ah, I don't know. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's right about the marketplace, but you don't know enough about it to be right. So um, you can disagree and go ahead with somebody else's idea. Check your ego at the door. Just quickly pivot if it's wrong, and if it's right, put more energy into it. But you're building that relationship with marketing saying, I'm here to learn from you. I'm here to learn from everybody in the organization so we can build a learning organization So and it's ongoing. And so downstream marketing is important from that perspective so that you understand the, the strategy going after the market. But from a product development and upstream, you still want that input from your sales organization into marketing and R&D to discuss the products um, 
a performance in the field and enhancement that uh, that the, the market is asking for. So right. you, you want to keep that all together. And and once again, you're going to do this with marketing. Why do you believe this? What has showed you when you've talked to doctors? What has surprised you? Right? Where have you been wrong? Where have you been right? Where have you been right that Mark uh, R and D didn't think about? Where 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 have you been wrong that you thought was important, and why isn't that important? J- right. It just gives you a broader understanding of both departments. So you're you're really going through it each department individually, but in the same manner. You're not treating one any different. Right. You're trying to make them look. People want to talk to people that focus on the positive things that they've done. Right. Right. So just like, you know, we ask the question, we always want to start on where were you right before, where were yeah, you yeah. wrong? Yeah, yeah, and, absolutely. And, no, and, and, but it's very much in human nature uh, to want to find where people were wrong rather than where they were right, right? Right. Uh, so it's our job to make them feel comfortable that we care about what they did correctly. And also it's important for them to understand that no matter whether we agree or disagree on certain aspects, there's two aspects we have to come to agreement on. One is the value propositions that we're going to present to the customer. And and, and two is the messaging that we're going to use to present that. Uh, those are critical pieces that uh, as much alignment as we can get with marketing will be critical. Yep, yep. No, exactly. So then, so so once you meet with R and D and you meet with marketing, as a as a sales team, you know, hopefully as the VP of sales, you're bringing in a couple of your managers, a couple of your reps to have these conversations, so that it looks like an engaged team. It's just not. It's not the VP of sales. It's it's the sales team trying to learn about the organization, the products, the values that they're delivering. And so then you bring everybody together and you share the information. And like you said, you don't want to go, well, this is where you were wrong. But we talk about, hey, this is what it seems from our interaction, what we believe is right and where, where the, the organization is on the right path, right? Yeah. And Jen, we want to make sure that the sales, the sales individuals that we bring in see that we already are a team, right? Because we've actually created that team through our conversations with with R and D and marketing. And 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 Charlie, on top on top of that, so what you want to do is you know you talk about okay where were where were we right? Um, where did we think R and D thought this was important to the market? The market had different thoughts or ideas, so you're not saying they're wrong, right? You're just approaching it from a different way. The same thing with marketing. Why did we think this would work and it didn't? Because there's a lot of value in that. Um, under, so you don't go, keep going down a road that you're going to you know, uh, run into a wall. And what we agree on, where both sides agreed, and then you start to put in um, your opinion from a sales perspective, saying, okay, this is how I see the value proposition to the customer based on these interactions and you don't need 10 value propositions you're just looking for like we always say what are the clinical values to the patient the practice the doctor the healthcare system the facility depending on you know if if it's an office-based procedure take out the facility it's the office um the the financial value to the patient, the practice, the facility, the healthcare system, and the strategic one. And from there, then you build your value propositions and you get on the same page and you coalesce around this. And what 
we've seen is by having the teams work together from the beginning of that, it's easier than as the company grows, it starts experience success to come together. And when there's failure, it's okay. We've already recognized that we've been wrong from the beginning on certain issues. We just want a system in place in which we recognize it quicker to be able to pivot faster, right? To be able to do better things quicker, stop doing things that don't work without pointing fingers or blame. Because sales is going to be wrong. Marketing is going to be wrong. R&D is going to be wrong and everyone's going to be right, right? So you've, you just have to say it's okay to be wrong. It's okay. It's okay. Right? Sorry, it's, it's okay to be wrong as long as we ha- have the, uh, the uh, culture to try to fix what's wrong quickly so that we don't lose momentum in the marketplace. Right, right. You know, and I've sat on, you know, board meetings, um, private companies, publicly held companies in which – Everyone, including myself, said, hey, we went down this road. We thought this was going to work. We had the data and the information that supported it. It was wrong. So we stopped doing mm-hmm. it. Yep. You know what happens when you say that to a board member? They thank you. They just thank right. you. So you're not making excuses. Well, this, that, this. No, no, we were wrong. But we pivoted. Right. We changed it. And we're, now we're on this trajectory. So, Absolutely. Right? And if, you have a, and if you have a team at, at a board meeting in which you're all aligned and understand each other's perspective and point of view and created that internal collaborative organization, it, it, it's just going to go so much more smoothly. And everyone's willing to help out then. Sure. Because, look, it's up to the VP of sales, in, in our opinion, uh, to make this collaboration work. That's uh, right. We've, you know, we've tried to build a collaborative culture that will work uh, on customer-based uh, uh, problem solving. We've we've built a communication system where we're more we're very open to their ideas and how they how they succeeded and created good things. Uh, and then we've met with them where we shared our thoughts. Yep. And hopefully, at the end of the day, everybody's pulling the oars in the same direction, right? That's it. We're, we all want to satisfy the clinical, financial, and strategic needs of the physician, the patient, the practice, and the healthcare business. Yep. So, so Charlie, I think we nailed this, um, this part, you know, the second step if you will, in that process of building a national sales organization. And this is really the foundation. You have to do this. You have to lead it, give everybody else credit. But from the VP of sales perspective, you have to lead it by bringing people together because you're the one that's going to be stuck with a good message, a good value proposition, a good and and great understanding of your product or not. That's right. Right? So That's right. It's it's critical that you lead this and uh, and make it happen. So any any other thoughts, Charlie? I think uh, I think our thoughts are emptied on the on this podcast. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. So Medical Sales Nation, have a great week. Until next time, good luck selling. Take care. Goodbye.